It's July 17th, and I thought today we'd read a little bit more from Sylvia Borstein's book, Pay Attention for Goodness Sake, and uh, sit a little bit. So today, we read about generosity on Friday, and she has wonderful stories throughout each of these chapters, but I think we can, we'll move on from generosity to the next section, next part, which is on morality. Before we go on to that, what I'll do is just read the very last of the chapter. about taking the practice back into the world. So um, we'll start with that and then get into a little bit about morality in that section. So first let's meditate for a little bit and that can be useful to prepare our minds to be listening to any kind of Dhamma because it helps us settle down and gets our minds to kind of come into the present moment. Let's see, there's a Buddha there. So let's get him into. So that helps us get our minds into the present moment and uh, away from so many distractions. So why don't we start out with that? And I also want to uh, read again today, you know, awful things are still happening in New atrocities and bombings seems every day in Ukraine. And we know that there is a kind of economic chaos and crisis in Sri Lanka and so many other countries are suffering and people are suffering. So at the end of the short meditation, we'll do the loving kindness piece for Ukraine, setting our intentions and be adding to that the other the other country and people in the world that we're thinking about. And then after we do that, we can read for the time left, I'm trying to keep track of it. So why don't we start? Just first, what you want to do is have a relaxed body, but let your body be, uh, no matter what posture you're in, it can be standing, it can be walking, it can be sitting, it can be lying down. The important thing is to be relaxed and to be awake, not drowsy. So to be awake, our posture is really important. So we want to lift up our spines, roll your shoulders back, and just feel how that can change if you're, because if you've been sitting at the computer or been bending over a lot, maybe working in the garden this morning, you feel how good it feels to let your spine lift up. We get permanently hunched over from that sitting at the desk too much, sitting at a computer. So when we feel awake, drowsiness isn't a problem and 
we can feel as we lift up and roll your shoulders back, you just feel your chest opening up. So every breath you take, I think, is getting down deeper. So we're taking better breaths, healthier breaths, just with our normal breathing. So you can close your eyes if it's not possible because you may have small children that you're kind of keeping an eye on. Um, you can keep your eyes open, try to keep them just glancing forward and down. We just don't want the just visual distractions to override any other uh, good part of our practice. As you close your eyes, just be aware of the body breathing. We know with COVID on the rise again and new variants, just breathing is a really wonderful thing. Being able to just let our bodies breathe for us, feeling how a natural, normal breath can take care of your body. You're getting the oxygen you need. It's really a wonderful thing. Just be with the breath. Now let your body relax around that straight spine. Notice if you're distracted, can you let that go? Whatever it is, can you just let it go for now? Try to be present in this moment, all of your body, all of your mind. Just come to the present moment and just be, be with yourself. just being with our breath as it leaves the body, as we exhale, and then again as we inhale. So we can notice that around our nostrils, or we can notice our breathing in our belly when we feel our, when we feel our belly push out, 
on the inhale and contract on the exhale. And I need to bring my head down a little bit, bring my jaw down. Maybe you do too. Breathe in peace and breathe out peace. If your mind feels especially distracted, you can count the breaths. Breathing in, one. Breathing out, one. Breathing in, two. Breathing out, two. When you get to five, you can start all over. If you notice that you've forgotten the breath, or if it's in or out, if you've become distracted, just start over at one. Let your body relax again. Be aware of everything, but no need to No need to be like a critical observer. No need to know what bird is singing or what the noise is you hear outside. Just realize noise. You can make a note that it's noise. Whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. If you're looking at feelings, then just let it go. Just come back to the breath.
Now for our intention today, and then again, if you want to say this at 11 a.m. Central Time, there are other people saying the same words. This is for loving kindness and peace in Ukraine. Our intention is that peace in Ukraine be immediately, completely and permanently restored in the country with no further loss of life and that the country maintain its sovereignty as an independent democratic nation. In other countries, other places, other parts of the U.S. where you know that there's tension, there's unrest, You may want to expand your intention for the day to think of those other places, for Sri Lanka, just in dire circumstances due to the government uh, well, really mismanaging the money of the people. So we can add those to, the, to their intentions every day to think of them if you're able to donate, find ways to do that. If, you, if there's some action, some help, find organizations that you trust to, who are bringing relief to those countries. Take care of the people near you too. Be aware of those who are hungry, who are homeless in your own area. So, it's at our own sending merit. May everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefits, but for the benefits of all beings everywhere throughout the universe. So now with our time left, I do want to to read from this lovely book, Sylvia Borstein's book. And um, let's see. At the end of the, we're reading about the 10 paramitas, the 10 perfections, the qualities of the Buddha. And um, she's just talking about something that we can do when they're not just meditating. So, Paramita practice is equally portable, and this was from a retreat when people uh, wanted to take the take reality, take what they learned at the retreat back into the back into their everyday lives. Paramita practice is equally portable. We can practice each of the perfections contemplatively, internally developing and strengthening the particular habits and insights that support them. 
and we can practice each of them by deciding to behave in the world in ways that firm up the natural inclination of our hearts to goodness. Maybe it's like belonging to two gems, the gem of the Zafu, the meditation cushion, and the gem of the marketplace, that's G-Y-M. It's like your, your fit, fitness exercise place. Since they are mutually supporting venues for practice, each of the chapters in this book will be framed by inner and outer exercises. Here is the first everyday real world exercise. And this is for generosity that we read about. The generosity practice was the idea of several members of the Wednesday morning class at Spirit Rock Meditation Center, who decided, although someone said laughing, I feel like a Girl Scout, to commit to doing five unscheduled acts of generosity every day. For the duration of the experiment, they re reported back to the group each week. Mostly, they gave time. I let the person behind me in the bank have my place. I passed up a parking space because I could see the person behind me wanted it. We decided that we wouldn't count church dues, symphony support, or any other gifts that we give as a matter of course and that didn't require daily attention. We were testing the hypothesis that the joy of generosity would, could be heightened if looking for the opportunity to give something to someone, planning to do it, doing it, and seeing the response were all present. So those are the qualities, looking for the opportunity to give, give something to someone, planning to do it, doing it, and seeing the response. The people in the class said it was exciting, like a treasure hunt with a time limit, and that it was difficult it required a lot of paying attention to find five opportunities every day. They loved it. Perhaps you'll try it. Here's a hint. Find a friend who will agree to do it with you and tell each other often how you're doing. Paying attention to the question, who is around me that I can do something for? Connects us to the world. Talking with friends about our goodness connects us more deeply to each other. So who is around me that I can do something for? So here's uh, morality is the next chapter. And here's a quote from Ajataka Tale. A compassionate great ape, a prior incarnation of the Buddha, rescued a man who had fallen into a deep pit in the forest, carrying him to the top on his back. Exhausted, the ape said, I need to sleep so I'll have the strength to help you find the way out of the forest. You watch over me. As he slept, the man, overcome by hunger, thought, I need to kill this ape and eat him. He picked up a huge boulder and threw it with all his might on the sleeping ape, on the sleeping ape. The ape awoke, startled, his eyes filled with tears. You poor man, he said, now you will never be happy. So 
So let's read a little bit of the beginning of morality. If I intend to perfect my morality, I'll need to be sure I stay calm enough to ensure. Let's see, I'll need to be sure I stay calm enough to ensure that I don't do anything heedlessly. My commitment to the Buddha's specific guidelines for wise action, wise livelihood, and wise speech, the parts of the Eightfold Path, which is the Fourth Noble Truth, most directly governing my behavior in the world, acts as a fail-safe mechanism to keep my mind inflamed by some passion from saying, go for it, just this one time. That commitment stays strong if I acknowledge the pain I feel when I cause suffering, how glad I am to repair injuries, how pleasant it is to feel that there is no one toward whom and nothing about which I feel guilty. The Buddha called that good feeling the bliss of blamelessness, a morality meditation. The practice of morality habituates the mind to calm. When the mind is calm, there is generally enough composure in it to allow for reflection and enough balance to stay comfortable. A comfortable mind is unlikely to generate unskillful behavior behavior, because it doesn't need to leap impulsively after desires. It thinks before it acts. That's a comfortable mind. It thinks before it acts. The Foundations of Mindfulness, the Buddha's instruction sermon for the practice of mindfulness, begins with the instruction to be in a quiet place, to sit still, and to direct attention to the breath. Practitioners are then asked to notice the quality of, of the quality of the breaths, some short, some long, as they naturally arise, and are invited to discover that the careful attention they bring to the breaths calms the body. The calm itself then becomes the focus of attention, and the meditator is instructed to collect, rec- reflect with each breath. As I breathe in, I am calm, and as I breathe out, I am calm. When I do this exercise, I often make my inhalations and exhalations just a wee bit longer than they might be on their own, at least for the first few minutes. Extending each breath just slightly keeps me paying attention and reminds me of my intention to establish calm. I do one more thing. I use the Buddha's instructions for inhaling and say, breathing in, I calm my body. And I use the contemporary Vietnamese teacher Thich Nhat Hanh's instruction for exhaling and say, breathing out, I smile. Now you try it. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Close your eyes. Sit as long as you like. So try, that's basically what we did, but I really like how she uses uh, the Buddha's breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. 
from Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, that instruction to remember to smile is really good. And if you practice with a smile on your face, it actually is more uh, relaxing for the muscles. But I think it also conveys a message to your body that this isn't an ordeal. This is something that should be giving us deep satisfaction and contentment and peace. It's practice. So we just have a few more minutes, so I'm going to uh, remember, I want to remind you to remember that breath, breathing in, I calm my body, breathing out, I smile. This, we're intentionally working on developing uh, the calmness of our body and our, and our mind and allowing ourselves to settle down, let go of that uh, restlessness and the worry and the anxiety. And it's only when we begin to settle down the body and settle down the mind that we're going to be able to reach the, the calm and serenity and tranquility of the body that we need to uh, have right mindfulness and then right samadhi, right, that right gathering of wisdom and concentration. So, morality, let's see, we will do Well, I think there's a good section in this that I really want to read, but I'll save it for Tuesday <clears throat> because it's on making and mending mistakes. So we know that we make mistakes, but we want to be able to know how to mend mend those as well, right? It's very it's very important. Sometimes we may think we can make a mistake, and oh, if we realize it's a mistake, we can just uh, go on from there, but sometimes there's some, there's some mending that has to be done. So we will read that on Tuesday. Yeah, I think we'll read a little bit more on morality because morality has a lot of good practices. Okay. So sounds like it's getting noisy here in my neighborhood, so uh, maybe a good time to go. So thank you everyone for being with me, and Eva has put something with the comments. Uh, it's a way to help. It's called globalgiving.org, and yeah, check that one out. I know the giving that I do, I do through uh, Ken and Misaka Kawasaki and they have the Buddhist Relief uh, Fund, and they do things very directly. They're living there in Sri Lanka. And so the one that Eva's mentioning, Global Giving, you can check that out and see. Uh, there might be projects dear to your heart. And uh, try to do this uh, every day. Do five things, five acts of generosity and try that, try that for a week. And uh, 
have a friend, maybe have a friend to go in and do it with you. And then you can compare notes and see what you did during the day. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be giving of your time, giving of yourself. Um, those are things that we, we do and be aware of those things. And this time, think about things that you can do and how you can help and see how it makes you feel. So I'll be with you on Tuesday and I hope you have a beautiful Sunday or a beautiful Sunday evening, wherever you are. And uh, I hope all is well with you. So thank you. Thanks for being part of my practice.